Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Welcome to San Francisco City Insider, the San Francisco Chronicle podcast on the people and politics making headlines in the city by the bay. I'm Chronicle columnist Heather Knight, and today we're bringing back one of our favorite episodes, an interview with Supervisor Jane Kim. At the time, she was running for mayor. While she fared better than expected in the results, she lost, and now she's termed out as supervisor on January 8th. She hasn't said yet what she'll be doing next, but she's been on the scene as a school board member and supervisor for 12 years. So we expect her to remain in San Francisco politics in one way or another. Enjoy this podcast for March 21st, 2018. I'm columnist Heather Knight, and I'm joined by City Hall reporter Dominic Fercasa. We're interviewing each of the four candidates for mayor, so voters have a sense of who's on the ballot June 5th. We're starting with some serious questions about their policies and why they want to be mayor. Keep listening until the end when we get to the lightning round with fun questions about their favorite burrito joints and where they go for a stiff drink. In this episode, we're talking to Supervisor Jane Kim, who would be the city's first progressive mayor in nearly 30 years. So, Jane, it's great to have you here today. Thank you for having me. Um, Chronicle columnist and former Mayor Willie Brown said the other day that there's not a cigarette paper's worth of difference between the major candidates for mayor. What separates you from the other contenders, would you say? I disagree. I think our track record sets us apart, and I'm really proud of the fact that I've had a very substantive legislative record over my last 10 years serving on the Board of Education Board of Supervisors. Um, I was the lead author to make community college free for all of our residents and I'm proud of the fact that San Francisco is the only city in the nation that has made community college free and accessible for all of our residents. I've won record levels of affordable middle-income housing over my last seven years on the Board of Supervisors and I'm proud to have won the most um, of all city legislators and I really believe that I have put forward big, bold ideas for our city, and I've won, Um, whether it is on raising um, San Francisco's minimum wage to $15 an hour or fighting for eviction protection 2.0 to support many of our vulnerable residents that um, have been at risk of these low-fault evictions. I have really um, worked hard over my last 10 years to serve our city. The death of Mayor Ed Lee on December 12th was a shock to everybody. You know, just days later, you and, and the other contenders in this race had to make a pretty tough decision pretty fast on, on what they were going to do if anybody had been considering. So I just want to have you take us through the decision-making process that led to you entering this this accelerated mayor's race. You were considering running in 2019 already. I was already considering it, and I... I really love what I do. I love serving our city, and I love big challenges, and I've taken them on as a member of this board, and I think there's no bigger challenge than being the executive of this great, incredible city and and making a city that works for all of us. You were endorsed by Senator Bernie Sanders in your race for the state Senate, and you have talked in similar ways as he has about pushing big, bold ideas, even if they don't have a very likely chance of becoming reality. For example, you've talked about taxes on robots, taxes on CEO pay, and universal birth control, but none of them have become reality. What do you say to voters who want to see real, concrete change and not just hear big ideas? 
Actually, I have one on really big ideas, and I mentioned a few of that um, when I opened. Um, and this year, I have put forward a very ambitious $130 million revenue measure to make early childhood education, childcare affordable to every family in San Francisco, and raise the wages of our childcare workers who are amongst the most poorly paid um, workers in um, San Francisco. So I, I believe that I have introduced a ton of ideas and I have been able to win on a number of them. I have three full-time legislative staff members, so I always ask voters to imagine what I could do with thousands. And I really think that I, I work hard, I keep my nose to the ground, and I work on issues that people care about. Jane, if you were to be elected in June, uh, you'd be the first progressive mayor in San Francisco since Art Agnos. Um, of course, had a, he was a one-term mayor who was elected more than 30 years ago. So in the intervening time since then, what in your view has happened to San Francisco under such a collectively long period of time under, under moderate control? And what would progressive leadership look like yeah. in, in this city? Over the last... 18 years, we have been seeing an increasing income and wealth gap in the city um, to an extraordinary level. And even according to the Brickings Institute, San Francisco has the fastest growing income gap in the country. And I think that this has really been a product of laissez-faire um, economic policies here in San Francisco. And progressives have always put forward the concept that we need to be intentional if we want to create more equity in San Francisco. And even if you look at the history of government and policies through the 20th century, America grew its middle class when it invested in free and universal public education, when it invested in building public housing and affordable housing, when it invested in a social safety net. And in the 1980s, when we started to see this movement towards smaller government and um, dismantling of these very public institutions, both in the state of California and across the country, what we started to see was um, the wealth. Uh, wealth concentrated in the hands of fewer and fewer people and poor and working class communities growing and the middle class shrinking. Up through the 1970s, middle class Americans outnumbered those in the upper and low income bracket. And now Americans in the upper and low income brackets outnumber the middle class. And this is absolutely a consequence and outcome of policy decisions that have been made over the last 40 years. And one of the reasons why I'm running for mayor is one, because I believe we can take care of everybody in San Francisco. Um, but two, San Francisco is both a liberal city but it's also a wealthy city, which means it has the resources to enact on a small scale, larger state and federal policies that I believe we should be working on, like making community college free for everybody. And so I think San Francisco has to be that beacon. We have to be the foil to what's happening in Washington, DC, and in state capitals throughout the country. We have to invest in our citizens again and demonstrate what it means to do that. And I wanna regrow our middle class in San Francisco, and I wanna do that by investing in people again. You talk a lot about how filthy our streets are, and last week you announced San Francisco Loves Clean Streets, a plan that calls for increasing street cleaning funding by $2.5 million over the next four months, creating a clean streets director cabinet position and doubling the number of pit stop public bathroom facilities. But there's nothing in the plan that mentions the Department of Public Works. Are they falling down on the job, and where would they fit into your plan? And can you talk more about why you think that dirty streets are such a big issue? As mayor, cleaning the streets of San Francisco will be my number one priority. And I do think the number one task of any executive is making sure that we have a city that works. And one of the 
I think the biggest ways that a mayor is judged is actually by how clean their streets are. And I think we have a great Department of Public Works. I just want to double the resources that they have. Um, And I think that we are seeing changing conditions that are not the fault of Public Works, whether it's our opioid crisis to increase in what I I view as mental health um, conditions deteriorate on the streets. And we need to address those and we need to clean our streets. I do think that one of the challenges in being a progressive executive, and we see this bias throughout the country, is the question that's often asked is, can progressives lead? They have great ideas, um, they have great vision, and people are generally on board with a more equitable society and a more equitable city, but can they actually run a city? And I think there's gonna be more pressure on me than actually any candidate in this race to make sure that they can ensure a clean and safe San Francisco. And so my number one priority is gonna be cleaning our streets. In order to enact a big, bold agenda, I think, you know, San Francisco is going to have to be um, a lot cleaner. And frankly, as a resident of the South Market, I've seen these conditions on our streets deteriorate, and it's incredibly frustrating. And I want to make sure that we double our efforts. You've represented District 6 since 2011, mm-hmm. uh, and it has by far the highest proportion of homeless people of any district in the city mm-hmm. at present. Despite all the effort and despite all the money that the city has you know, put into tackling this problem, residents think it's only getting worse. Mm-hmm. They see it only getting worse. Where is city where is city hall gone wrong? San Francisco has been successful at housing people. We've housed thousands of people over the last 15 years and in many ways it's considered a success that we've kept our homeless count somewhat static. Now, I don't think that that is comforting um, to the average San Francisco resident. And and we are also seeing, as I said, um, an opioid crisis on our streets and deteriorating um, mental health conditions on our streets as well as, as many of our residents start aging in place. Two of the things that I've done is one, I've fought to get full-time nurses at every single adult homeless shelter in my district. And two, I worked with Mayor Ed Lee who gave our office $6.6 million to expand a 24-hour medical respite shelter um, staffed by nurses, clinicians, and psychologists. And we absolutely must start treating homelessness um, through a public health lens. It is not just an economic and poverty issue. We can't just house people and provide them shelter and feed them. We have to actually treat people on our streets as well. And something that I have long been pushing for that I'd love to do as mayor is to move our shelters into Department of Public Health and have a more public health focus in treating people that are living on our streets. As mayor, the police chief would report to you and serve in the position only as long as you wanted him to. What would your direction be to the SFPD when it comes to addressing the quality of life issues, including tent encampments, open-air drug use, and clear mental health problems that are plaguing the city's streets? One thing that I'd like to do is I know that SFPD is often on the front lines of addressing um, quality of life issues, even if it's not criminal activity. And so one thing that I'd like to do is to ensure that there are actual resources for our SFPD officers to take people when they see them in encampments, or they see people who are sick, or if they see people who are addicted. And that doesn't exist today. And part of my work in expanding this 24-hour medical respite shelter is that there's actually a place that officers can take people to when they are sick. Now, I think a second question 
is what do you do with an individual when they refuse service? Because that is often something that we see on our streets. So people are clearly sick in need of treatment, but they refuse services, but, and they're not engaging in any type of criminal activity. They're not a danger to themselves or to anybody else. And what I'd like to do is um, expand our behavioral health courts. And when officers take um, individuals in, that we actually have a court system to address the illnesses that we're seeing and not just charge them with quality of life citations, which really is, you know, it's a revolving door. Great, so those are the serious questions, and now we're gonna move on to some fun ones in our lightning round. Every candidate is being asked the same questions for this, and none of you have been given any heads up. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) First one, what's your favorite burrito joint in the city? Oh, gosh. I don't actually know the name of it. (laughs) It's on 24th. Um, a block from Bryant on the corner. Um, that's that's the taco joint that I always go to. Um, I also um, love, uh, is it La Carnitas on Mission and 24th? On the rare day where you have nothing to do, and I know that those are vanishingly rare <laughs> nowadays, uh-huh. uh, how do you like to spend, spend that time when you have a little bit of it to yourself? I love to see friends over food, and I love seeing live music. So when I have time off, I, um, I love going to small venues to see bands perform. I love going to San Francisco jazz and, and listening to music. And what's your favorite movie set in San Francisco? I see one movie every year. This is a terrible question for me. <laughs> we can pass. <laughs> yeah, why don't we pass on that one? <laughs> How about this one? When you're showing uh, tourists around, or someone who hasn't seen the city before, when you're the tour guide for the day, where do you uh, usually take folks? And yeah. Where, if anywhere, do you recommend that they avoid when they're walking around on their own? I never tell any of my friends to avoid any neighborhood in San Francisco. Um, I love taking my friends to the Saturday morning market at the Ferry Building. I love taking them to the Museum of Modern Art, which is a block, two blocks away from my house. Um, I love actually walking my friends through the Tenderloin neighborhood because it's one of my favorite neighborhoods in San Francisco and taking them to the places that you wouldn't normally see if you're just walking through the neighborhood. So Tenderloin National Forest, Turtle Tower, um, Bodeca Park, you know, those are, those are the special places in San Francisco. After a long day, where do you like to go for a stiff drink? Well, the easiest is by my house. So Terroir is an organic wine mm-hmm. um, bar a block away from my house and city beer store. How many years have you lived in San Francisco, Jane? And which of those years do you remember as your best year? Uh, I lived in San Francisco for 18 years. And I've loved my entire time here in San Francisco. Voters will get to rank their top three choices for mayor in June. Assuming they pick you first, who should they pick second and third? I've asked my supporters um, to rank uh, former State Senator Mark Leno on their ballot. Anybody for third? I have not decided yet. Okay. Uh, Tell me about your home. Uh, Do you rent or own? And how long have you been at your current spot? I've lived in the South of Market now for six years, and I'm a renter and I live with a roommate. If you get elected in June and you're inaugurated, what will be your very first act as mayor? Clean our streets. Seriously, that that will be my number one priority. I really don't think that I can push forward on a progressive and bold agenda until our streets are clean, and that will be my number one priority. I want this to be a city that we're all proud to live in, and I don't think that anyone should have to step over human feces or needles um, on their way to work or to school with their children. 
Great. Well, you've survived our lightning round. Thank you so much for joining us today. All right. Thank you for having me. San Francisco City Insider is part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network. Audrey Cooper is the editor-in-chief, and Dominic Fercasa is this podcast's producer. If you like this show, please subscribe and give us a quick review wherever you get your podcasts. Have questions or tips? Email hnight at sfchronicle.com or find me on Twitter at hnightsf. Support San Francisco City Insider and a lot of great journalism with a print or digital subscription to the San Francisco Chronicle. Find out more at sfchronicle.com slash subscribe.